Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What's up, y'all? It's Jasmine with the New Black Collective. It's Dave Yard with Blackson. And you are now tuning into Stories of the Streets. And as always, Stories of the Street is sponsored by Change Waco, the New Black Collective, Blackson, and Rogue Media. Yes, so today we have a special guest. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure, sure, sure. Hey, y'all, this is Kevin, Kevin Thomas. I'm also from the New Black Collective with Jasmine. So good to see everybody. Thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it, you know. That, that was my introduction. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real simple, but you good. You're good. Uh, so today we're just gonna have a just a conversation about uh, some of the things that we uh, see going on in the world today. And Kevin is in um, stocks and finances, so we're gonna get a different perspective about um, what it looks like as far as equity. Um, it's not a, like a a story of mm-hmm. systematic oppression like normal. But, I mean, we know that there is a disproportionate amount of how equity is distributed um, as far as money and finances uh, within urban communities and uh, POC um, communities. So right. Kevin is going to give us a little insight. Sure, sure. So, yes, um, I do work in finance. I've been blessed to be in finance for about three years now. And uh, it's a great thing. It's a great feeling to be um, a black man to really learn all these things. And it has really opened my perspective, uh, especially as a former athlete, right? Um, Just to give a little background, having gone to play college basketball and, you know, before I continue, let me adjust my mask because I can feel this heat coming up. (laughs) But no, my, my perspective on being a college basketball player in the past was really interesting because I saw that there was opportunity for uh, us who were going to, to play, you know, basketball, football, volleyball, et cetera, for us to really invest the money that we were bringing home um, for getting professional contracts, et cetera. You know, there's a lot of our people who go off and play and they make a lot of a ton of money, but um, nobody really talked to us about investing with all that money. It was always about, Hey, go make money. So now right. me, I did not play professional, but there's still so much opportunity to work with those folks. And that's what got me interested. Right. Um, but just for our community in general, you know, we need to be, um, we need to be thinking about how we can really take advantage of our economic futures. So with the election coming up, okay, we understand that there's candidates that we either do or don't like, yeah, right? sure. we don't even have to go into that, of but, course. um, for, for those of us who actually, actually have not been paying attention, even while our current president has been the incumbent, there has been a lot of economic growth. We skipped that whole section uh, just because we let the things that are going on in the administration really, really distract us. And so um, 
2020 has shown uh, myself and others who are in the industry that just because there's someone that you don't necessarily agree with from maybe a moral, even political standpoint, you cannot let that affect, you know, your pocketbook and just figure out a way for us as a, as a community to capitalize on those things and still, still be able to, you know, follow our own hearts when it comes to our moral grounds, our political grounds, et cetera. Right. So we have to think about that. Um, doesn't mean you necessarily have to vote for either candidate or whoever, but you have to think about, okay, how is this impacting me financially? Because it will impact you financially. Of course. So, Absolutely. Um, I think um, just speaking from a person of color perspective, they always, you know, kind of expect us to go into, you know, music or uh, sports and stuff like that. And one thing my mom told me when I was younger, she was like, you don't even have to, um, you know, like basketball. You can go mm-hmm. into basketball and just use that as a jumping point to anything mm-hmm. else that you want to do. Just because if you get into that, you know, area where they throw you all that money and, you know, increase your pocketbooks, yeah. you could, uh, you know, go and do whatever you want to after that. And I think, you know, definitely just us um, not manipulating people, but definitely reading the room and using the world to our advantage is something that we definitely need to do a whole mm-hmm. lot more. Right, um, and I don't know, and, and something that Jay Z talked about a lot recently. I think mostly his last album was a uh, investing and paying attention mm-hmm. to credit and stuff like that. Just not you know hiding your money under your mattress and stuff like that. You know, actually getting involved in stocks and all that kind of right. stuff. Right, right. I think that's something we mentioned on our other uh, other podcast is your mattress is not a bank account. <laughs> um, <laughs> But going back to what y'all was saying, I feel like there is a stigma with being a black athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize that they can use their athleticism to build not only for themselves, but for the people around them and build better, you know, more wealth, uh, better communities and things like that. But because we aren't taught management, money management, um, time management and life management, a lot of people get into those positions and they don't know how to handle having that money. Yeah. Okay, so you don't go to the pros. Um, you just go play college ball. Cool. Use that leverage of having a free education because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't take into consideration you're getting a free degree where Say that word, where that L word <laughs> leverage. <laughs> That's for the folks in overflow. <laughs> you use that leverage that you have because a lot of people like myself and some of our other friends, like we're having to get student loans and then we're in a monopoly game and we're forever paying off this debt that doesn't mm-hmm. really exist while you don't have any debt and you could have took advantage of your degree and you think of it as nothing, oh, I'm just a student athlete, when that shouldn't be the mindset that you have. So I think there's a stigma, oh, I'm just going to I'm gonna be a jog forever, I'm mm-hmm. going to go to college, get a free education, then I'm not going to use it, mm-hmm. when that shouldn't be the way that, like you said, not that we're manipulating anything, but use it to your advantage if it's going to be given to you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's your talent, but learn how to make your talent work for you, even if you don't get the result that you want. Everybody's not going to go to the pros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ninety five percent of you guys are not gonna go to the pros. We're just gonna be honest about that. But ninety seven percent. Let's even take it there. Not that it's a bad thing that you're not going to the pros, but learn other ways that you can learn other ways that you can use what you have. Mm-hmm. That degree will work for something. Maybe it's not how you wanted it to pan out. Oh well, use it for something because there's something some good that you can do with what you're doing. Yeah. Freedegree dot com. That. For those of you, <laughs> a.k.a. NCAA, a.k.a. whomever. No, I love what you said about the word leverage. That's a huge word for me because um, 
everything you just explained, first of all, was on point. But for those of y'all that thought y'all was going to miss this offering plate, <laughs> leverage is, is coming back around. But no, seriously, for for the, the few of our community that do go off to become, like Debbie said, entertainers, um, like Jasmine said, athletes that are only thinking about one avenue, they go off and they don't really have the tools to monetize or leverage what they already are great at and right. what is already paying them. Right. Right. And we're and since we don't value education the way that we used to a hundred years ago, the way that we're supposed to, we don't consider receiving education as a form of payment. You mm-hmm. know, we're just taught to think in strictly in money, you know, in dealing in currency instead of thinking in wealth. Right. And we all know about wealth of knowledge. Right. So right. that's just one thing that um, has been really big for us in the black community, because we have so much entertainment potential. We have so much athleticism and I'll even take it a step further. Well, first of all, let's back up. January 26th, we saw that Kobe passed away, right? This was before COVID outbreak was what it was here in the States, more so in China. But we saw when Kobe passed away, and a lot of folks didn't even know how invested Kobe was. In his community. It was crazy. Because nobody ever mentioned that. Nobody ever mentioned that. And for those that were following him, yeah, they may have known. But that was not a huge public thing. It was just, oh, Kobe, the GOAT, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, some of your favorite drinks at your favorite corner store are direct investments from Kobe Bryant, right? Or at your favorite H-E-B. And so these are things that are super important because not only, yeah, he was a huge player in terms of his talent, but you're talking about somebody who set his kids up and not just his kids, but the community that he came from, the WNU, all that stuff. He set them up for life simply because of the information he was putting out there, right? So um, that was him using his leverage, right? He got paid X amount on that and then he got paid exponentially on everything else same thing with lebron same thing with you know whomever um so there's there's room for us to get into that but right i just want to point out that example um another example nobody really pays attention to some of the things that are going on in our court system but if you if you know a a man named byron allen byron allen is um an owner of a network and that network did a lot of business with comcast and they were suing comcast earlier this year late last year um, over some um, civil rights, you know, stuff right. having to do with, you know, getting monies and whatever. Um, but that's huge because that's a, a black man who owns a network who is taking it a step further to say, no, this is what we need. If we're going to excel in entertainment, then this is what we need to do to actually excel in that field. We want to vertically, you know, take over that business. Right. And so we got to start thinking from that standpoint, right? I have a problem with Comcast. Um, <laughs> I don't have Comcast, so I can... Sp- <laughs> um, but Comcast owns a lot of what we perceive as black entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I think that they actually own BT, if I'm not mistaken, or they're affiliated in some type of way. And so I don't think that a lot of people of color realize what we call our networks are not really our networks, right. which is why um, BT is totally off topic, but it, we're still talking about equity. Mm-hmm. If you say that this is black entertainment television... We don't have any entertainment on BET other than reruns. Mm-hmm. Um, the Parkers, Martin, yeah. Fresh Prince, and we see Baby Boy over and over again. It's yes. the same, you know, same. it's the same reruns over and over again. You're like, oh, this is on yesterday. The House of Pain, like the Tyler Perry sitcoms. When, a billionaire. Right. 
uh, when we <laughs> when we were growing up, BT was this cultural dynamic that was beyond what we could have ever conceived in our minds. Mm-hmm. We had all of these shows that oh, showed us who part. we were. We saw these people excelling, being black, and so that's what we saw as children. Yeah. But now the generations after us, they don't get that. They don't have that opportunity. We saw we saw Deborah Lee, like we saw these people that were the presidents and vice presidents and owners of these networks, mm-hmm. and now. It's like it's been diminished to nothing because mm-hmm. this one network owns everything that we see, and people yeah. think that it's so much equity and diversity in entertainment when it isn't. Mm-hmm. And so that's we see that one person, right? Or, or that that one people. person that they use as a ploy to say, "Hey, it's black over here. Hey, it's Hispanic over here." When that's not really the case. Right. So even just you know, we're staying on the topic of equity. There's really no equity in entertainment as well. And like you said, Very knowledge true. is wealth. A lot of people don't know a lot of these things. So yeah. Just this platform itself, stories of the streets, yeah. new black collective, black scent, like everything that we do and everything we're associated with is good for us because we're passing along information that people don't know. Everyday mm-hmm. people don't know. Yeah. And I tell my friends all the time, remember, the general public has no clue. We're going <laughs> to yeah. assume they don't know that ABC or in order. And one, two, three don't go together. Mm-hmm. And if we assume that and we're passing along this information and people are receptive to it, that's where you get that equity of knowledge and that knowledge becomes those people's wealth. Yeah. So the transfer of information. Yeah. Just, you know, conversations like this, letting people know. And like we're saying, the college athletes using their leverage of that that free education Go into something that can help your community. You don't have to do kinesiology, which most of them do. I'm not downing you guys, but kinesiology is not the only avenue that right. you can explore. Um, or like know what you want to do. With right, that, right, you know? right, right. And how that can aid in you doing something like LeBron and Kobe did. Yeah. Or like Debbie R was saying, if you're going to be an entertainer, make an album because that's how you reach some people. Right. Jay-Z, what was it called, 444? Yeah. That album was amazing. And I'm not a Jay-Z fan, but I listened because of the information that he gave us. Yeah, true. Pretty or be comfortable. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, you okay. I was going to say, or be comfortable not being the Jay-Z. I think also, like when you mentioned Deborah Lee and you mentioned Jay-Z and I talked about uh, Byron Allen, all these big stars, sometimes we have to also be comfortable not being the big star or the yeah. GOAT because there's way more value in being not necessarily the coffee runner, but the person who's behind the scenes is the assistant. That's the person who know everybody's phone number. That you need some Indians. Everybody cannot be a chief. <laughs> that <laughs> you need people to to run for you, and you need to to be that person. Be a marketer for somebody who already has a platform. Don't always just want to be a storefront owner. Want to be the person who you know sells the equipment to the store or mm-hmm. helps to clean the stores, right? Because they still need those businesses. If we would focus on those parts too, then you know, we could get somewhere because a lot of times people do get discouraged. I mean, people do go out and actually try, but they get discouraged because they're not the number one baller or the number one singer. When you can only have one number one. (laughs) There's just other areas for you to use. That's what I'm saying. Two is still higher than 100. 100 is still higher than 1 million. So, like, find your number. You know what I'm saying? So Right. Over at the New Black Collective, we have this thing that we, well, it's our slogan. It's called the machine. And so what the machine is is different components coming together to make something powerful. And like Kevin was saying, every job is needed. There has to be a janitor. There has to be 
a lunch lady. There has to be the people that monitor the library because every component works together to make the others function. Yeah. And I don't think that a lot of us understand that. And that's why we lack in equity so much is because everybody wants to be a chief, but nobody wants to be an Indian and be a part of the tribe. Mm-hmm. That's a good word to use. Nobody wants to be a part of the tribe and focus on the the end goal they don't see the bigger picture because everybody's so focused on i want to be in charge mm-hmm. i want to be in charge when everyone is not meant to lead to mm-hmm. lead and that's just a harsh reality for a lot of people everyone is not a leader they don't want to serve yeah who, you have who, to serve who brought y'all up where y'all don't want to serve i other don't know people. you have in order to be a leader you have to learn how to serve that's why i said like the transfer information like debbie are them educating people on the candidates for different elections yeah we love that yeah because that's not that everybody's lane with some extra salt <laughs> <laughs> right everybody is not everybody's not capable well of doing so <laughs> so knowing knowing your lane and staying in it is what's gonna be I think that's gonna be the pivotal moment for mm-hmm. us as people of color is where know your lane, stick in your lane, stay in your lane, but communicate with the people in the other lanes. Get your walkie talkies, okay, hey, mm-hmm. we about to hit a hundred, you ready to go? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, wealth is creating friendships and networks. Mm-hmm. That's where you find that equity because you won't have that balance if you don't have people to support you. Yeah. For me, I know when we started the New Black Collective, I was very, very reserved. But I knew that in order for us to thrive, in order for us to function, I had to come out of my shell and network and meet pay, meet people, meet strangers, and create these relationships that I didn't have before or it wasn't going to be a thing. Right. I had to step out of my comfort zone in order for us to become what we are today. In order for people to know who we are as an organization, I had to get out of myself. And so... With me doing that, I was able to connect with Change Waco, Black Scent. Um, I was able to connect with the media and Waco, and that's equity as well because your mm-hmm. network is your net worth. There you go. And you may not have those zeros yet, but you have the connections that you need in order to facilitate you getting to a certain point in life. You got those blank so, checks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so equity can it, – it's so many avenues to that. I don't even know if you talked about the – the financial aspect of equity yet, but I mean, just it's, it's very vast. It's so we would big, need another, yeah. <laughs> we, we would need another episode Spoke to even <laughs> get into it. Yeah. Like let's do two parts. Cause we could talk about this again on the next episode, but there's mm. so many, so many aspects of what equity means. And I think when people think of equity, they think of what's like, you know, the hot topic right now, not, yeah. not the hot topic, but what's, what's on the forefront right now. Um, us being equal as black people in America. Mm-hmm. And that's the only type of equity that a lot of people seek is we just want to be equal. And mm-hmm. they think that equal means having the same rights and having those rights respected, but it goes so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Same opportunities. Yeah. So it, it's deeper than, you know, of course we don't want to be killed in the streets. We don't, we're tired of seeing it, same but that's not the only aspect of equity that we're, in pursuit of that was not the same equity. That's not the only equity that the civil rights movement was in pursuit of. And speaking of which pause, (laughs) you guys need to go vote. Um, This is a, this is this has not this is not affiliated opinion with the new black collective black scent change Waco or rogue media. It is my opinion that because of Evan Pettis bridge, black people need to go vote. Yeah, y'all have to go vote mm-hmm. just out of the sheer respect of what happened on Bloody Sunday, what those people fought for. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran into a lot of people. Our votes don't matter. Even if you feel that way, if you, you don't owe vote, it, it won't. <laughs> right. It won't. But even if you feel like your vote doesn't matter, 
have respect for the people that came before you that shed their blood in order for you to even have the opportunity to mm. register to vote mm-hmm. because a lot of people died and they never got to stand in line to sign that ballot. Mm-hmm. So take October that seriously. 13. Yeah. Early voting starts October 30th. And it ends October 30th and election day is that November part. 3rd. That part. Speaking of that, just cause you kind of segue <laughs> both of those when you were talking about relationships um, and networking and such. And then also um, just talking about us voting. So in terms of equity, to wrap all of what you just said, for me, I was just now thinking of our fair share, right? What does our fair share look like? Well, on the one hand of the candle, like you said, it's not just talking about us being, you know, murdered in the street or us getting, um, you know, fair opportunities to be able to do certain work, et cetera. But also for those of us um, who don't necessarily participate like we should and that may not be us in this room obviously but for those who who just kind of sit back and relax well maybe your vote won't count because your participation your action isn't there so why would it count right you going to vote for a candidate and not know who's on the ballot for your local jurisdiction of course your vote won't matter because you're not only voting for just the presidential candidate you're voting for an entire list of people who are going to affect you. We saw what the popular vote looked like last time. Again, nothing political for anybody who voted for the candidate, but just the facts are what they are. The incumbent did not win everybody's individual vote. Nope. However, all of the votes leading up to that were very important. So if you took action and you didn't have a purpose, your vote absolutely does not matter because you have to have a purpose. You have to have a direction and you have to have a desire for yourself and your people to want to get better. So in terms of us getting our fair share, some of y'all have to get out of your comfort zone. Like Jasmine just talked about, she stepped out. Some of y'all need to get out of your comfort zone. I'm just going to say this. If we are going to build more equity and wealth for our people, who are we going to get it from? Who are we going to take it from? <laughs> exactly. Who are we going to compete with? It's never Again, too late to learn all this. Right. And that's the thing. It's never too, learn, uh, too late to learn. But when y'all are talking about going into a situation where we want fairness, you have to be able to work with other people who you may not have liked before. Exactly. And you're going to have to grit your teeth sometimes because your purpose is greater than how you feel as an individual, you know? Right. It's all about <laughs> building bridges as well. And I don't yes. think that a lot of people understand that. Like as much as we want to be like completely black owned and completely black operated, that they is not how the that. world works. Yeah. All of and us so, can't operate stuff. And that's not <laughs> right. fair. We love it, but all, all of the us other can't. minority groups that exactly. We get and put on, we can help put on Hispanic mm-hmm. people and Asian that, people. And there's always, as much as people don't believe it, there is always an ally. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to be able to discern who's an ally and who's an opportunist, but that's totally a personal thing. And that's something you have to develop within yourself. Mm -hmm. But us saying, Oh, well, we just want to do this and we just want to do that. And we don't want to mess with anybody else. And it just needs to be us. We don't know everything. And it's been proven time and time again. Yeah. We have these black culture is like the dopest culture ever to us. Mm -hmm. And we have done a lot and given a lot to the world, but the harsh reality is how could a superior group of people keep us down so long if they didn't know something that we mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah. and it's, it's hard to think that way, but it's like they obviously are doing something that we are not doing in order mm-hmm. to keep us as inferiors. Yeah. So I'm not trying to step on no toes, but, but I think to, I just though. did it with some stilettos. <laughs> um. <laughs> and a couple Tim boots, size 15. <laughs> because but we have to, though, Jasmine. You, the, even, even every, not just the Bible, the Quran, every 
large scriptural book will tell you if you're going to, or even self-help books, if I'm going to address a problem, I got to describe it first. Yeah. And we can say the problem is, oh, this person did not help me. And that's going to be true probably along the way for the rest of history. Right. However, you can't, and listen, it's not justifiable. We can never control another person's actions. Yeah. So the way I look at it is if somebody is doing an injustice to a group or to us, you have to look at that as an injustice against God and let God handle that, whatever that means for you or for them. Right. But there are some things that are just well above you, even if you're seven feet tall like me, they're just well <laughs> above you. And you have to do the work and the purpose that God chose you to do or that your community is asking and begging for you to do in order that we might take a step for it. Listen, there are some people who are just scared to work with either side of the fence simply because they have not seen any different. And sometimes you may have to be that beacon of light. But if you don't want to take that risk, how can you then say, oh, this is no, happening, this is unfair. Yeah. When you're not putting any skin, you need to be bleeding. What not I've learned <laughs> is those of us that do the work don't talk. Um, we not don't. Not bleeding on somebody else's account, <laughs> by the way. Right. Bleeding because you failed because you was working hard and picked up a heavy box. Right. But what I've realized <laughs> is most of the people who have all of these issues who our votes don't count and it's never going to change are the people who never get out there and do the work. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you, if you've never been mobile, if you've never done anything, this is the year, this is the opportunity for you to change that, get out and vote. Mm -hmm. um, get out and make a change. We have these organizations in Waco. Blackson is here. Um, they're over, you know, coordinating the protests that happened in Waco. They just did protests at the polls. Um, the mm -hmm. New Black Collective is here. We're doing community outreach and everything. We have three events coming up this fall. Um, mm -hmm. So just focus on how you can give back because if you're not serving others, you're not serving yourself. Mm -hmm. um, all of our information is on our website, um, the New Black Collective Probably. is newblackcollective.org. Um, we are on Instagram as the New Black Collective, on Twitter as New Black Collective, um, Facebook, New Black Collective. You can, it's public domain. So please go look it up if you want to be able to give back to the community. Deviar, how did I get in touch with Blackset? <laughs> Blackset's <laughs> on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We don't have a website, you know, quite yet, but, you know, those three social media platforms, you can definitely find us. Um, and since we kind of got into a little bit about, you know, getting active and just being motivated to not sit on the couch and just complain, uh, my manager at work the other day, we had this boring like meeting we had to sit through, but <laughs> the end of it was my favorite part. Cause they gave me like a pizza and they played this motivational <laughs> video for us. And it's called, um, Eric Thomas. Um, how mm. bad do you want it? Have you seen it? Eric Thomas. Did you know like, Eric Thomas? He a whole different level I, for I, those I, that are ready. I wanted to <laughs> say the quote, but I'm afraid I'm a butcher it. And there's something along the lines of you want to be as successful. Um, <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm trying to wake y'all up. Um, you want to be as successful as like uh, how how bad you want to eat or something like that. But go 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 watch that video. That's if you want to be su as successful as bad as you want to breathe, that's what it is. Yeah. See? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also somebody that I always turn to when I'm feeling a little down or I don't have that pep in my step, I always go and I look at James Baldwin quotes. Um, if you good. don't know who he is, he's one of the greatest writers mm -hmm. of this century, the last century, forever centuries. He's one of my favorite uh He's one of my favorite writers. And mm -hmm. James Baldwin was alive during uh, most of the civil rights and thereafter. But find something, find someone that you can relate to um, that will allow you to open up your mind and explore new horizons. Because I think a lot of the reason why um, we have these 
ideas about our votes not counting or what we can and cannot do is because we've been conditioned to think that way for one and also we never get outside of our comfort zones um if you have time you have youtube please go find yellow 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 pain i think his name yellow pain on youtube um he has this video that's called my vote don't count um and he basically explains how um the three branches of the government work and how your votes work so whatever avenue we can educate you guys on whatever works to get the masses out Mm -hmm. we're gonna do that yeah yellow paint is a rapper so he he breaks it down for you we're taught in school certain things but i feel like um we didn't get the whole picture that (laughs) we didn't we didn't get a lot of the truth but i feel like when things are relatable yes and when things are relatable it's easier for us to be receptive to what we're being told so yellow paint on youtube my vote don't count um he's a really dope artist and i think that's all that we have for y'all this week I'm gonna leave y'all with one bit because I don't I don't think I gave any YouTube drops for um <laughs> for any like financial stuff. But one, if I said the name of my job, I can't remember. I might have, but they don't have any association with this. Just to let y'all know, so <laughs> <laughs> I just got to put that out there. We're not advising you. Um, seek your own advice, etc. Um, find an accountant, find a lawyer. Um, but no, <laughs> if you're if you're gonna get on YouTube and begin to um, look for just some financial resources. Um, these that I'm about to say, I'm not affiliated with them either, but I do, you know, pay for their courses because I like them. Um, and one of them used to be a, a basketball player. He's a young man. He's almost 40, but he played basketball as well at a university. So that's why I like to follow him. Um, his name is Rashad and he has a, a thing on YouTube called EYL stands for earn your leisure, earn your leisure university. He and his friend, Troy, um, Troy was an educator. They do a great job just breaking things down. They actually have met with a lot of big hip hop names over the course of COVID. You know, they have shown that you can do great things during COVID and they have blown up setting records on YouTube. So go check out EYL, EYL University by those two. And then also they have a friend that they uh, do stock market stuff with every Monday called Ian Dunlap. Um, Ian's very good at breaking the market down for those of us who want to learn how to read charts and just to keep it from making it real scary. Um, for those of y'all who still really heavy in the streets, we got somebody from New Orleans there also named Wall Street Trapper. Now, take what <laughs> okay. you want from that. However, very relatable metaphors. Again, ain't for everybody, but these yeah. are just different people who are very relatable to some of our folks Everybody who people. need to hear some of this information and they're making millions of dollars because they're being consistent and they're being fearless, right? The Bible talks about us being fearless. The Quran talks about whatever you read. The textbook talks about people being fearless. Okay. So, um, just go check them out. EYL, uh, Ian Dunlap, wall street trapper and the come up series. These are all black folks on YouTube, getting it done, telling us information that we probably will never get even from any bank. So go check that out. Make yourself and your kids some money and build your wealth. Appreciate that. Oh, of course, you know, um, we know we've been about that time. Michael, <laughs> no, <I'm playing. laughs> um, yeah, thank you. Of course, for coming on. If y'all, you know, want to work out a part two and come back and talk about more equity and more, you know, finances and stuff like that. We can. Right. I think that um, would be a good part too. Thank you. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, as always, I'm Davey R., you know, with Black Scent. And I am Jasmine with the New Black Collective, and this is Stories of the Streets. We can be found on Spotify as Stories of the Streets and on Apple Podcasts as well as Stories of the Streets. And on Instagram, too. <laughs> almost forgot that one. It's Stories of the Streets.
This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.